You're listening to Live from City Lights, a podcast of readings and archives from City Lights books and publishers. To learn more, visit www.citylights.com. Revolving around gender, a sex-positive artist, a musician, singer, performer, producer, filmmaker, actor, and writer who has lived and worked in Berlin since the year 2000. Peaches has released four albums, for those of you that do not know. Of course, the legendary The Teachers of Peaches, Father Fucker, Impeach My Bush, I Feel Cream, uh, and a new album is forthcoming. So tonight we are celebrating this fabulous, fabulous new book, What Else is in the Teachers of Peaches, from our dear friends in Brooklyn, Akashic Books, who, uh, whose motto is they believe in the reverse engineering of gentrification of the literary world. Yeah. And of course, they've been producing some very, very awesome books, uh, fiction, nonfiction, and tonight, this really, really beautiful book of um, Holger Tolinsky's just gorgeous, luscious, Photographs with accompanying text by Michael Stipe, Michael Stipe of REM, Yoko Ono, uh, the actress Ellen Page, and of course, Pages herself, um, which really captures these just moments, both on and off stage. Um, some very, very candid, very beautiful moments uh, in Peach's life and performing. So joining Peaches tonight is Andy Sprinkle, the world artist. And with it, Beth Stevens, Andy's partner, can be in conversation together. Uh, this will be followed by a book signing, so please join us in welcoming the three of them to City Lights. Yes, of course. Yes, I 
is so cool. Well, we had a sneak preview, actually, a slideshow um, of some of the pictures from the book, and um, this is six years in the making. Yeah, right? six years in the making. Um, Holger Talinsky, who's a photographer, you know, starting out and a skater kid, asked if he could um, just come to a show and, and photograph the show, and he was quite... In a, in a really good way, he was very invisible, taking pictures but not getting in the way at all, which is like key. You know, you don't want somebody who, who makes it about themselves or anything like that. And um, he just said to me after photographing and, and me seeing um, how good he took pictures, um, if you're ever doing anything, smoking a joint, sleeping, talking to your parents on the phone, um, walking down the street, uh, doing a lecture, whatever, just call me, I'll be there. So. Um, I forgot to come a lot of times in the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing that thing. Oh yeah, I made this thing, okay. And then um, slowly but surely we got the book together. Um, it was at a really good time when I was, he, he um, started photographing at the beginning of my last album on Fifth Cream. So he came on, on a few tours. And um, after that I decided to take a break from album making and did many, many projects, which he captured, which, which is, really exciting for me because uh yeah I, I look back and go like oh wow this happened this happened well so what happened this, oh. this covers like six years right yeah it covers six years so um after the the 18 month tour i um i got asked by a theater in berlin um if i could do a production and so um right away came out of my mouth that I would like to do uh, a one-woman version of Jesus Christ Superstar and sing all the parts. So, um, and, and I, put, I performed it here uh, and, um, which was really challenging and it was good for me because um, uh, with my work as Peaches, I'm not really known to, to uh, for my singing, which is kind of my secret <laughs> So, so it was really, uh, it was a good challenge for me and, and um, and good growth as an artist, and also completely fucking terrifying to just like memorize all that and everything. And then um, the, the, the theater said, that's great, and that's you know easy easy enough to do, but we want you to do a very large production. So um, I ended up uh, doing a, I, I took my four albums and turned them into sort of a narrative that um, kind of gave a mythological, a little bit of a, autobiographical insight to becoming Peaches through my four albums. So that uh, was Peaches Does Yourself, and that was a stage show. Who see the movie? And now it's a movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. We loved it. Oh, cool. And yeah, so it became a movie, and then the theater asked me, okay, yeah, we loved what you did. Could you, um, now we're doing an opera. We're doing the first ever opera called Orfeo and we want you to play the male lead role of Ophel with um, five other opera singers. And so I don't read music, I don't um, know any Italian, so I just uh, hide away for six months and, and learn how to pronounce Italian, the difference between O and O, which I still don't know. <laughs> Do you hear the difference? <laughs> and, uh, and, and I had a teacher, and, and three times a week I would, I would work with this um, incredible teacher who would, who would teach me the melodies. And he had this really interesting method where he would teach me the last line of every song and then go uh, a line above until you got to the beginning mm -hmm. as a way to build confidence. 
So when you move the last line and then you sing the line before it, you could always sing the line after it. So when you learn the first line, then you could sing the whole song. So I don't know, I thought that was a really cool method. Yeah. So that's one of the teachers of teaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, how do, you, how do you get out there and push your limits like that? I mean, can you give up? There's a lot of performers and artists here, right? Adrenaline is a powerful drug. That's all I have to say. And of course, sex has been a major thing in your work. Yeah, and Annie, you were a, a sole first uh, inspiration, I must say, to, and I've told you that before, but it's like that somebody was so sex positive and, and so much fun and so creative, and it, you know, so I, I always um, loved your work and, and it was a, yeah incredible way to, you know, because a lot, <laughs> I think it's very important to be not just sex positive, but also have a lot of fun with it and smile, you know? And not just like uh, be angry about it, although some people find me angry, it's just that my energy is very aggressive. But, but I'm having fun, you know? Having fun. <laughs> Actually, that really turned me on to more of your music. And um, we actually uh, did a uh, sperm dance-off contest to pick a sperm donor. Yeah, we had to pick a sperm donor, uh, and we... Did we tell you? No, that was amazing. We did this contest where we handed out sperm donor, um, you know, descriptions? Yeah. Like, Bobby, you know, is beautiful and tall and has no mental problems or pimples. <laughs> so that would be sperm donor 574, and so we were having a sperm dance-off contest. And, and whoever, like, you know, we picked the sperm, it was crazy. It's very hard to pick the sperm, though. Yeah. Wow. The best dancer was the sperm, the best sperm. Yeah. So thank you for yeah, helping thank you. us thank you pick the sperm, though. Thank you for having us. I really experimented there. <laughs> oh, and we made a performance art piece out of it, too. Yeah, we ended so. up having a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> yes. I'm interested in your, you know, you're an amazing performance artist as well as musician and so many things. Um, but the performance art piece that's in this book that, of course, I love is Yoko Ono's cut piece. Yeah. And that's well documented. I, yeah. I've seen a few yeah. pictures. Yeah. You know cut piece. They go on this cut piece, and Yoko asked Peaches to do cut yeah, piece. Yeah. And what was that like? And uh, Yoko was there. And yeah, Yoko was there. Wow. And uh, here it is. Oh, oh wow. And, um, it starts here. She gives a little. She gave a little. Uh, a mini essay about it. And then, um, so, so Yoko Ono was celebrating her 80th birthday, and her favorite city in the world is Berlin. So she came to Berlin with the Plastic Ono Band to play, and um, asked me if I would pick my favorite Yoko Ono song and sing it with the Plastic Ono Band. And I was like, oh, that's gonna be fun. I bet Noe Bautin's doing a song, and you know, Nina um, uh, Hagen, and I just thought there'd be all these performances. And I was the only one asked, I had no idea, and, I was, and there I was singing I'm a Witch with Yoko Ono, and, uh, and she's like staring at me like, you're a powerful singer, like on stage, <laughs> talking to me while I'm singing. It was really cool because also, you know, it's just like always subverting and yeah. 
at Aiden. And, um, and then a few months later, she um, curated a, um, a festival that they do every year in London at the South Bank called the Meltdown Festival, which is a 10-day festival, and she picks all the artists. And she had me doing a lot of things. I did like um, um, a, a, a feminist um, rebel talk, and um, I got to perform Jesus Christ Superstar, which I never got to perform before in the UK, because I figured nobody would say no to Yoko Ono, because I was getting a hard time from uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. So that was, that was, that was great. And um, I was part of the first ever um, double fantasy, uh, you know, the whole double fantasy album done by all different artists. Um, Patti Smith doing Beautiful Boy, and made everybody cry. And just, just like it, it, oh, it, Susie Sue singing Walking Up the Nice, and uh, incredible experience. And then um, she asked me if I would do the cut piece, and uh, which it, 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 does everybody familiar with the cut, the cut pieces? She, she, this is an almost 50 year old piece where she took her, she, her favorite outfit, she sat in the gallery with a pair of scissors in front of her and asked um, the audience to come up and cut her clothes off her until she was, I don't think she was completely naked, I think she just did a bra or, you know, but it was, it was quite shocking and incredible and 50 years later I was asked to do this piece and um, I cannot tell you how powerful it still is 50 years later. You think, oh, we're not cutting the clothes on all peaches. Yeah, she didn't care, look at her fits, whatever, you know? But um, it was, it, I've never sat still in front of people like that, because I'm, I'm always so in your face, and come on, get involved, get involved. So um, the audience reactions were incredible, people yelling stuff like, oh, I saw, I saw something, or like, perfect, or, you know, just, just like all different reactions, people were, it was all about the audience, and I, I was actually getting to see their reactions instead of, you know, it, which was which it, it was incredible. It took 90 minutes. I was completely nude after Yoko came on stage, put a ring on my finger, kissed my hand. I was crying. It was like, but it was it was just a, it was it was really incredible to be to really feel a part of that performance, um, and that she was there and wanted me to do it, and also again realize how important her work is and how she's influenced. So, so much music and performance and um, visual art and conceptual art and go on and on and on. How was it for Holger? Holger, Holger to must have gone through a lot personally as well. He's a really nice guy, the photographer. He's super sweet. sweet. He's so sweet, yeah. And no, he just rolls with everything. He was just super excited and he never got to, you know, uh, you know, too, too involved. It, 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 on his face, at least. He was just really calm and, yeah. It, the only time I saw him get emotional is when uh, we had the book signing in LA last week. And he was just like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, he was just so excited. Yeah. It smells really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a really good space oh, inspiration search, actually. People have to get a virtual <laughs> book here. It's a form of tree hugging, too. Yeah. Like this. Hey, can you talk a little bit about rock and roll as a sort of feminist gesture, kind of, you know, how do you feel about that? How do I feel about rock and roll as a feminist gesture? I think a performance I just feel like, sort of ball of... Yeah, it's, it's just about, um, just not holding back, you know, just, just, I mean, a lot of people when I started to do music, they said it was very sexualized, and I, I actually didn't 
have that in mind when I was performing. I was just like, I'm gonna give 500% of myself and just give it all and, uh, and yeah, so, like I say, adrenaline's a powerful drug. <laughs> so, I don't know if I really answered your question. You can ask me more. Well, it's just interesting, because yesterday we were hanging out with a friend of mine. Yeah. She's got a daughter, and her daughter's having a really hard time. Mm. Just sort of like she's cutting herself and things yeah. like that. And, you know, I, and I remember hearing Patty Smith say, like, you know, when you give a kid a guitar, it's like yeah. you're just giving them freedom. Yeah. You know? And I feel like there's so many young girls now that are, they get, they get caught up in like this, all this Facebook, you know, yeah. like mean girl shit. And yeah. Even Annie got caught up in some last year, and it was really mean. And I'm just thinking like, you know, how do you come out with like a guitar and just like counter that? is like to not have a band at all. I started with just coming out alone and going, yeah. this is rock and roll, I don't have a band. Yeah. I play a guitar for a few songs and throw it away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna give you a full like kiss show and you're gonna <laughs> feel it and there's no band and there's no anybody else but me. So it was, it was kind of like, uh, in a way, making this huge feeling of rock and roll and power, but basically I'm just in my underwear screaming. <laughs> Who here's been to Peach's concert? Peaches did a poem about dirt. We married the soil together. That's actually where we finally got yeah, to meet. Yeah, we finally met, which is only about a year ago. It is. It was a year ago on yeah. May Day. Yeah, May yeah. Day was our one year anniversary of our wedding to the soil. And how is it? Did you feel different towards dirt or soil? She was an awesome <laughs> poem about dirt. I feel dirty in a really good way. <laughs> so I get in there. Very dirty wedding, and she's was so nice of you to do that. And uh, yeah, Joe, we saved you a seat, Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe, happy birthday. And yeah, my husband. I like to, speaking of Facebook, Joe made a very good comment on Facebook because I posted the picture of us in the bathtub, but I took a picture of it and then I had to block out Annie's breasts, <laughs> um, or else Facebook would have taken taken it off. And um, and Joe wrote, "Okay, so 60 years ago, City Life books." The whole it was arrested for the Howl poem, and now Annie's press have to be censored. Have we really come far? We have come a long way, literally, but maybe not figuratively. I don't know. I think we've gone a lot of different ways. I feel like that. So you have to keep fighting. Yeah. Finding a good fight. Are there any stories that you'd like to tell us about the book? You know, we already mentioned that. Are there any other stories that you? Well, there's just a lot of pictures. I don't know yeah. if you guys have the book or if you if there's a favorite picture you, you like. Get the book, you all tell it's tell the story. Well, we're gonna let you. Oh, the story of us. Tell me all. I have a microphone. Can you all hear me? Yeah. All right. I'll try this. All right. So this picture here, where I'm looking very um, concerned, and there's a woman with her three kids 
and another onlooking man. They're not related. And underneath it says, um, it says, Noch Jude in Deutschland. Are there still Jewish people in Germany? And this was part of an exhibition at the uh, Jewish Museum where um, they asked a lot of questions so people would understand Jewish culture. And that, that piece was the most controversial piece in the whole, um, in the whole exhibit because it was a plexiglass case where they had asked Jewish people to sit in it for two hours at, so that Germans could come and ask questions what it's like to be a Jew. And um, so you can imagine why it was controversial. So I immediately said, you know, I'm Jewish. I live here. Can I sit in the box for two hours? So um, it was on the last day of the exhibit, and it was on um, Saturday, on Shabbat, and they said they would never have someone in there. But they, they made an exception, and I sat there for two hours. And I guess most people who sat in the box would just sit and wait for people to ask things or just you know, get really uncomfortable. And I was um, accosting people as they went by, like, hey, ever met a Jew before? <laughs> and, like, and, and it was incredible because um, living in Germany, Germans are quite reserved until you start talking to them, and then they'll tell you everything. So unless you talk to them first, they're like, so when I said that, they, the, their faces would light up, and then they would tell me a story like, my cousin who lives in Heidelberg bought a dog, and the neighbor who is the hairdresser is married to a Jew. <laughs> and those were the stories. And then I realized this, this exhibition is actually um, quite, quite relevant, because there, there might be a lot more Jewish people, but of course they, they don't even know they're Jewish, first of all, because they were hiding. And, um, yeah, so that it was really eye-opening to me, and um, I'm glad I did it. So, so that was included in the book. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick another page. Yeah. Unless anybody else has a book and wants to pick this. Yeah, the usual, you know, tour, you know, people grab your neck when you're sleeping in your bunk. <laughs> um, no, that's actually my friend Vice Cooler who um, helped me, and the two of us produced and wrote my whole album together, the next one coming up. But um, yeah, you know, wear and tear on your voice. Yeah, yeah. What about the dildo pick? Oh, the dildo. This is from uh, the stage show, Peaches Does Herself. This is uh, the moment after, this is me actually backstage when we go on stage. And I made Holger take this picture. I, it's one of my favorite pictures. I just thought it's good, all those things hanging out. And um, in, in, the, um, in the play or the movie, whichever you see, um, this is the part where my fans envelop me and give me an operation and try to make me what they want me to be. So. And the, actually, this is an art show I did from pieces from the musical. And here you'll see exploding boobs and penis, because that's what happened to it. A la Brian De Palma, Phantom of Paradise style. <laughs> are some of the costumes still for sale? Yeah, they are, yeah. OK, so we can all buy pieces. You can buy your own exploding boobs. This one, this one I like. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I 
broke my ankle during the uh, one of the tours, and um, I the next day I was supposed to open for Grace Jones, and I was like, there is no way I'm missing out on that. So I um, and this Grace Jones is uh, signature there, and uh, I was like, there's no way I'm um, missing that. So I lied to the airlines and told them that I hadn't broken my leg. That I, that I had that cast on for weeks or whatever. And um, then there's a bunch of pictures about this. And um, then I arrived in, in London to do the show. And there was a, a wheelchair, you know, at the London airport. And I sat in it. And I thought, hmm, I should use this wheelchair somehow. And yeah, so, so I, yeah. Incorporate this. Yeah, so, um, this is, so this was like 2010. And um, they had a car pick me up because of my, my foot, and it was a, a van. And so I'm like, oh, uh, I'm going to take this wheelchair with me. And the driver was like, doesn't that belong to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be back here in a few days. Yeah. I'm going to be back in a few days, no problem. And then we spray painted the paint. <laughs> So, um, oh, this is my yeah. so, do you see that you can see that there's a pink wheelchair and my friend Charlie Livermore, who um, does a lot of like hair, hair, hair fashion and does my hair and stuff. He, he put a lot of pink hair on it and we spray painted it pink. And then um, a friend of mine who I actually became my friend who was also ended up in my movie, uh, Danny Daniels. Um, became my um, naked nurse and wheeled me around the stage. And um, we just made a whole new show in, um, in I would say, like 12 hours. We had a, um, a, a fake peaches come on stage first with a hood and was dancing around and I was in the wheelchair. That's, that's why I'm singing. Oh, well, there's another picture where you can see me in the background singing and then I would wheel out like, that's the fake peaches. And, so it was just really fun. So instead of going like, no, you know, my ankle's broken, I won't open for Grace Jones. Yeah, and, and the point of all that story is just like, I know I try not to shy away with whatever comes up with what you're doing. You try and incorporate it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, a, this is pre this book, but you know, I opened for Marilyn Manson and Queens of Stone Age on tours where whole audiences would turn around like this to me. And, um, I would run around. <laughs> and like, oh, you don't like this stripper? You don't think I'm a sexy stripper? Because they were just like, that's not our image of a woman, you know. <laughs> or like Manson Fence spitting on me and stuff like that. But but I my 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 uh, my goal was to not leave the stage. Make sure you do not leave the stage or else they win. And it became, you know, it, it, I it was very terrifying. It became like ten thousand people at Manson shows spitting on me, and, and I'd be like. You think you're a uh, black sheep, but you're sheep in black. Your God loves me. So it's fun. I had, I had a lot of fun. Wow. And that's in like that too. <laughs> so, any questions out there? Comments? Would you, would you talk about the birth of peaches? The birth of peaches. Okay. Um, well, I was making music. Um, I was, I wanted to start a girl band in the 90s with a friend of mine, and she had um, her next door neighbor and um, a friend of his were, had, had like a 
a basement rehearsal space, and she's like, oh, yeah, let's start a band. And I'm like, I want to grow a band, I want to grow a band. But I went there to, to rehearse really like, this is going to be awful. Didn't say a word to the guys. We smoked a huge joint, and then we wrote like five songs, not knowing each other, just switching instruments. And um, I must say, those those two guys, Chili Gonzalez and Monkey, who are still performing, they, um, they were just like, oh, get on the drums, play drums. And I'm like, I want to play drums. I'm like, that's great. you know. And then I play drums and keyboards. And, and then um, we, we went out after, and we, gave, we were like, we need to rename ourselves. Because we were very disillusioned with the music we were making. And this was so spontaneous and so fun. So I, I love Nina Simone's song, Four Women. And I wanted her to be singing it to me. Because at the end she says, they come and preaches. And I didn't think she was going to change. They come in there. So, so I changed my name to Peaches for that. And um, and then everybody moved away and had their different lives. And uh, I got this one machine called the MC505, which is also featured. There's a picture of me playing in the book. It's also in the movies. And um, uh, I decided to become my own drummer, my own bass player, my own guitar, my own whatever other songs I wanted. And, um, was just alone in thinking about how many classic rock songs I love that have nothing to do with me and don't speak to me at all, but I like them and sing with rap music. And then thinking about, you know, some really powerful women music and how I can put the energy of rock and roll and, um, and hip hop sort of repetition um, to make it my own. One of my favorite hotels is the Hotel Zia, but we couldn't get there. It's in San Francisco. Um, I don't know, I like those, I don't know, there's like really bizarre, weird hotels in like, uh, like uh, Ukraine, what, it's not Kiev, but we're Kharkov. Just like weird, strange, you don't know what sort of chic stuff in that bed during the war, or like, what is going on? It's just like another world. I know you had a little bit of a battle to get the rights to Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. which I can only assume with uh, lawyers. How did you win that? I think it was more of a Andrew Lloyd Webber trying to, to re revamp his own productions that he thought were going to be stadium shows around the world. and. I don't think I posed a threat to that, but somehow he didn't want anybody else doing it while he was, you know, they, they even had like a uh, an idol show, like I'm the next Jesus, you know. And the last production, I think they had Johnny Rotten as King Herod and um, one of the Backstreet Boys as like Pilot or something like that. They had this whole, you know, plan and they couldn't sell tickets, so he gave up, so I got the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tim Rice came. Yeah, and he really liked it. And he, he came to the, one of the Berlin, one of the early productions. But um, I don't really know their relationship together anymore. So, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the new album coming out? When it'll come out? Yeah, the new album is called Love, and uh, it comes out in the middle of September. And right now, I'm just making a video for every song, like I did with the last album. And um, it's a very classic me style. And um, also it includes more of a pop song called Dumb Fuck. So <laughs> 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 that's, 
I'll be touring <laughs> September and October. that matters 
during the Meltdown Festival, I actually got to meet a couple of those girls, um, and they're really incredible. They also came to Berlin and stayed at my house, and they're just incredibly brave and incredibly intelligent and young. And um, I also did a, um, a, I wrote a song with my niece called Free Pussy Ride at the time to uh, raise awareness, and I made, I wanted to make a video for it just as a, a protest piece and 400 people showed up in Berlin and um, we just quietly, quiet, you know, kind of a quiet riot. Because it wasn't the point of, let's get arrested too, you know, I just wanted to make a video and have people be aware of it. And because um, I, I'm living in Berlin, it's so close to Russia. I mean, if I lived there, I would definitely be a part of that. And how could I not be? And now they're on house cards. <laughs> um, I've been a fan of yours for so long, and it always surprises me how often, or more often than you would think, you pop up in like mainstream stuff. You just kind of sneak up. And the other day, I was binge watching Dirty Rock. Oh, Dirty Rock. Yeah, and Liz's phone rang, and one of your songs, The Fucking Hanaway, was her ringtone. Yeah, she's trying to impress the man. Yeah, and it was so random. I was just yeah. like, I rewound it. I was like, do you know what? I was actually, because I, you know, you have to sign off on these things. That's right. why I would never say no to Tina Fey. But um, I, I guess I forgot. And then I'm watching it with my friends on my computer. And that happens. And I was like, we all looked at each other. I'm like, did my eye change? That's what I was asleep. And I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? My favorite is um, from uh, South Park. When they uh, in the episode called Butter's Bottom Bitch, oh, yeah. where he um, becomes the ultimate pimp, and then the police are looking for the the pink pimp ring leader, and the officer gets um, way too involved, and instead of trying to uncover this, he becomes like a um, a cross dressing um, hooker. And <laughs> it goes so far as that he has people, he has sex with with all these men and then take samples to, to see if they're part of the ring, you know, like total. And um, it, it goes so far as he ends up in a, um, a frat house and he's about to get samples and um, jumps out of a cake and does a little dance as a stripper too. Fuck the table. Yeah. So that, was, that was a glorious moment for me. <laughs> Showstopper is like a nine-minute video, kind of half very uncomfortable. Um, me trying, yeah. Uh, a, a massage therapist comes to my um, hotel room, and because I have a sore back, and then she's obviously my age, but we have very different lives and how we interact with each other. This was going to be a project that me and a uh, uh, director, Carolyn. Um, uh, Sasha Parts, we're going to do together, where it was going to be half reality with a bit of um, dread on. I was going to, when I was on tour, I wanted to have this actor who was going to act like a massage therapist who had to leave her family to be my personal masseuse on the tour, and I wanted us to be the same age and just show the differences in, in lifestyle and how how humans have to deal with each other. Um, unfortunately, we never got funding for it, and but we did so many tests that. 
um, I decided uh, we should just we should make it at least a small film. So we used it for the show stuff and video. The song is two minutes long, but the video is nine minutes long. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I I'm too. Yeah, thank you. There's two right now. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's always such a difficult question. There's, there's so many. I, I, I don't know. You know, there's the obvious, like, uh, Diana and, like, um, and uh, But there's also, like, a lot of, when I was growing up, a lot of local people. Like, I would take modern dance class, and my teacher was just this awesome weirdo, and I was just like, wow, you exist, but you're a dancer, you're not like classically beautiful, you know, I was 12 or something, but, you know, people in my community that I was just looking at going like, oh, you exist, you're not what I see on TV, so those were actually more important to me than, um, you know, like, having the fair faucet goes through my wall, which I did. <laughs> Oh, Hideous Man. It's um, a <laughs> very strange film that I was involved in. Um, so Bella Freud, who is the great-granddaughter of Sigmund Freud, is a designer and was a fan of, of my work and decided to make a film of her next collection that she was working on in, like, 2002 instead of... Um, making a fashion show. She's good friends with John Malkovich, so she had him direct it. And he wrote the piece based on uh, poems that Gary Sinise had written when he came to Hollywood and everybody was telling him he's a hideous man, he's too ugly to be in any Hollywood shows. So, um, uh, so he based them on the, on the poems of that and did it more in like a, uh, like a 60s uh, French film with like Anita Palberg and um, Skin from Stump and Nancy and, uh, and we were just like hanging out being beat stuff. Yeah. And I, I um, the best moment for me is that my shoe came undone and John Malkovich tied my shoe. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if someone. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sandy Kane. Yeah. Sandy Kane. She's also part of the um, movie. Because what, when I heard about Sandy Kane, it was from a, um, a drag performer in Berlin named Gloria. It was her birthday, and I said, Gloria, and she, so she turned me on to the cable access TV show and said, like, Have you ever heard Sandy Kane's version of Gloria? And she's like, Gloria, she's a cocksucking Gloria. <laughs> and then, um, and I, I, I was watching her and I thought um, about Sandy and how, you know, her struggle with being a comedian and a stripper and um, and at the time when she was doing it and how either if, if I was born when Sandy was, I might be her or will I become her. So so in, in, in the movie, she's sort of like my, um, my fairy godmother and my foil. Do a book tour, or it says rare appearance. We don't usually do. No, I. Yeah. 
Friday I'm gonna do the New York baby, maybe I'll have them more. Rare until today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe. Anybody else have a birthday? <laughs> well, if this makes a great gift, you can get you can get several copies. <laughs> and if you give them to your friends for the birthday, uh, when holidays are coming up, or you want this, um, we're gonna get you a book, Joe. I will buy Joe a book for his birthday. Um, Valentine's Day coming. Is Valentine's Day is coming. Christmas will be here in real time. I think it, it, it's such a good book. The walk is on your coffee table. And it's really reasonable. You want it on your bedside table to where you're going to walk. And Peaches is going to sign them, right? Wow. So, are you ready to sign? Are we ready to um, have a book gasm? with? Live from City Lights, a podcast from City Lights Bookstore and Publishers. Our theme music was provided by Axolotl. All City Lights events are free. To see upcoming events at City Lights Bookstore in San Francisco, check out www.citylights.com events.